it's not a mystery that I'm not the biggest fan of League of Legends. I used to play League of Legends, which is a notoriously toxic community. And I would get chewed out, bullied, harassed, threatened, and ultimately ostracized. Given articles like this, I'm not alone in that sentiment. But the virality of Riot Games' first serialized television series, Arcane, does ask some important questions. Why are we so drawn to this show? Well, it's probably the thing that draws most people to League in the first place, the characters. And the characters in this show pretty much unilaterally have the exact same issue in common. Why do we do evil things for the people that we love? And does Jesus have a better way? Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and digitally animating imagined dragons into your media. I am your nerd pastor, Nate, and if you like these weekly deep dives, hey, be sure to sub, hit that bell, find out when our next one drops. As usual, we're going to be starting with our scripture for today. We're going to be reading from 1 John chapter 4, verses 17 through 21. I'm going to be reading from the NRSV. That's my preferred translation. That's what's going to be on the screen. If you have something you'd prefer to use instead, feel free to use that. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. So what exactly is this whole Arcane series that the League of Legends community is so in love with? Arcane is an animated television series set in the League of Legends universe, set in the past relative to said universe, allowing it to kind of serve as this like prequel to the game and retell some of the origin stories of several of the characters from Piltover and Zaun. In particular, the characters the show focuses on are two Undercity sisters, Vi and Powder, who LOL fans know as Jinx. The show itself gives the audience a much deeper look at these two characters than the game is able to properly do, although League fans will probably swear by the world building already present in the game for many of its vibrant cast of characters anyway. The show, however, is receiving high marks of praise, and rightfully so, for its animation, which is just plain and simply gorgeous, especially that Echo fight, which I've like, I've had it on repeat in my brain since I first saw it. It's so good. The voice acting is great, the world building is good enough, but is definitely improved if you have some understanding of the universe from its source material. But for the purposes of this video, we don't really care about any of that. We only care about the story actually being told in the series. So, spoilers ahead, be wary. This story serves as the origin of mainly the loose cannon Jinx and the Enforcer Vi, but certainly not only them. One of my complaints about the show is that it maybe gets a little too fan service heavy. We learn the origin story of Jace, Caitlyn, Echo, Singed, Heimerdinger, Victor, maybe Orianna, Rise, Kindred, Brahm, and Warwick. That's, that's, that's too many people in too many places for just nine episodes. And then we also have a totally original character, Silka, who serves as the main antagonist. Throw in all these other ancillary characters and you got a, you got a jam-packed show. Complaints aside, the main overarching story has to do with the divide that takes place between Vi and Powder, 
who go from being sisters in the first arc to tumultuous antagonists by the end of the story. In the background, we have the story of two systems of power that each sister allies with. Piltover, the city of progress, is Vi's ally, and Silco's revolutionary zealots of Zahn take the side of powder. And pretty much every single character in this show then goes through the exact same crisis of character. So you have character A, and they have a goal. They are motivated. They fall in love, literally, metaphorically, or familially, with character B. That love between the two gets in the way in some way, shape, or form, and then that love ends up ruining the perceived goal of character A and potentially risking the life of character B and character A in the process, causing some kind of consequence. And this is literally every character. Vander is a motivated leader who adopts Vi and Powder, softens, protects them when they do wrong, and it kills him. Silco is a revolutionary antagonist who adopts Jinx, softens, protects her when she does wrong, and it kills him. Vi is a pretty dope jailbird, and then she falls in love with Caitlyn, she softens, she protects Caitlyn by leaving her, and that cements the divide between her and Powder. Jace is a tech-head inventor who is revolutionizing power through this magical arcane, but he falls in love with Mel, softens, get cloudy vision, and then he wants to do the right thing for her instead of the right thing for everyone and ends up, well, causing a whole new war. Jinx does it, Victor does it, Caitlin does it, Echo does it, Heimerdinger does it. I'm not exaggerating. This is the show. And that might have a thing or two to do with my review of it being only a 7 out of 10, but I'm not going to linger on that anymore. So what's the deal? Why on earth is this show so obsessed with this theme of blinding love leading to consequences? Well, it's likely following the trope of the domino effect from the first episode, and then it echoes throughout each subsequent episode. Jinx gets her name from being someone who jinxes things every time that she comes along. So the argument could be, everyone is Jinx, and Jinx is everyone. So thus, love causes consequences. But is that really the truth? What is the nuance that we can learn from and grow from? If one of our values here at Checkpoint is to strive to grow by the media that we consume, then what does Arcane have for us? And that brings us to our scripture. Today, we heard from one of the epistles of John the Apostle and Revelator. We're not totally sure to whom this letter was written, but it seems pretty likely that it was the letter to the early church believers. It's more about instruction than actual introduction to the faith. First, John is fairly notorious for introducing folks to some pretty Gnostic thoughts, but this passage in particular is a pretty clear allusion to many of the ideas of Paul in Corinthians and some of the other epistles. What John is presenting here is an impossibility and some nuance regarding the love presented in the form of Jesus Christ. Again, he's not teaching about Christ, but more about how we live like Christ in our word and deed. If we are to love as Christ loved, how should we love? So John draws these two terms of love and fear together as opposites that are wholly incompatible. To love as God loves must be absolutely devoid of any fear. If we have any fear at all, then the God love offered in Jesus is not and cannot be present. The trouble with this passage is that it is practically made up of exclusively nuance. Every word in this passage can mean multiple things. And so to ground us, we have to ask ourselves some questions about the actual words that we're dealing with. So what kind of love and what kind of fear are we working with? The love that John is referring to is exclusively the love presented by Jesus Christ. The love that is laid down for friends. The love that eats with the prostitutes and the tax collectors. The love that dies on the cross. That kind of love, that's the love that John believes we should be reaching for. Reaching for implies that we aren't there yet, right? It's a perfected form that we are striving for. It's kind of like the Wesleyan idea of perfecting grace. So 
What kind of fear are we talking about then? Well, it's not the fear of the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, fear was often used to refer to a sense of reverence, like a king and the people kind of fear. That's not the kind of fear that's incompatible with love. We can still see God as being a revered figure. So what is the fear then? Is it fear of the dark? Well, no, not really. It's it's fear of judgment at the end of time. The kind of fear that for some reason John says results in punishment. It's the fear of abuse and the fear of a hateful and wrathful God. If that's the kind of fear we possess, then how could we possibly have the love of God? If we can't have the love of God for ourselves until we experience it for ourselves, then having the fear of a wrathful God is thus wholly impossible to possess alongside the love of a grace-filled God. That's why the whole like Old Testament versus New Testament God theory doesn't hold up. God is one and the same and is grace-filled. The God of the Old Testament is the same as the grace-filled God that came down in the form of Jesus Christ to love the least, the last, and the lost. So what is this fear all about then? Is it just the fear of hell or of punishment or of God, God's self? Well, no, not really. The fear that is referred to is the fear that spawns from the love of something other than God. Even if it's out of love for something or someone, if we react in fear, we aren't reacting from the love of God, but from the love of ourselves. What's the difference there, right? It's just one little word. Love with fear exists in the space where we live by love. Love without fear exists in the space where we live to love. To better illustrate this, let's look at our characters in Arcane and see where they maybe went wrong. So Vi and Jinx's confusion that leads to their division is one gradual step at a time. But it was really first kicked off by Vi reacting out of anger when Vander dies. And it's somewhat kind of the fault of Powder. And so Vi lashes out of anger and calls Powder Jinx for the very first time. This is just the first crack but it continues throughout. Vi then leaves Powder behind. Even if she did it on accident intended to go back for her, her passionate anger leads to this division, and then Jinx's obsession with her sister Vi leads to further division. In the second arc, Jinx's love for her evil mentor Silco confuses her in returning to Vi. And then by arc three, Vi and Caitlin's relationship plays to both Vi and Powder's love in a way that ends up making Vi hate Jinx and making Jinx hate Vi enough to lead to that final fatal frame of the show. Now, sure, okay, a lot of this is just convenient writing, right, and foreboding tropism, but what's at the root of these moments? A character makes a choice out of love for another character. That choice then impacts things in a negative way. Is it wrong? to make a choice out of love? Well, on one hand, it certainly goes wrong for literally everyone all the time in this show. But on the other hand, IRL, we do things out of love and fear for the ones that are closest to us all the time, right? And it goes pretty well. But to John, this is still a human problem. It's a vice. The choice itself can be bad or good, but the method behind our decision-making is the crux of the issue here. When we live by love, we react to things as they happen. We can change to a state of rage out of nowhere. We're passionate, active, dynamic. But John says that this isn't the perfect love we should be striving for. The love we should want is not reactionary, but embodied, lived out every day in the choices that we make. And sometimes the way that we love the people that we love can hold us back from that. 
Jesus goes over this again and again. Abandon your father and mother. Leave your family behind. Cut off your hand. Gouge out your eye. If we live by the love that we have, we're falling prey to our humanity. We have to be intentional in how we love and that we learn to love others, not simply loving by the love that we get in return. After all, as Jesus said, how easy is it to love someone who loves you? Living to love means to love without expecting anything in return or even having anything initially provided. It's a lifestyle 24-7, not a reaction in the moment. So what does this actually mean, right, for us right here, right now, today? Are we supposed to run away from home? Are we supposed to leave our mom and dad? Should we love our family a little bit less? Well, no, obviously not. John doesn't want less love. He wants more of the true perfecting love of Jesus Christ. That's what we mean when we call ourselves Christians. We want to be like Christ. We want to love more like Christ love. And to John, that means we need to embrace the way that Christ loved, not by reacting and being dynamic, but by seeking out those in need of love and living our every moment as an act of love. When we dwell in love as a lifestyle, we lose the irrational, passionate reactions, but actually keep the embodied love of Christ. Think of Jesus on the night he was betrayed. Peter cuts a guy's ear off. That's reactionary. Jesus, however, took the entire night to share a meal with the people who were about to have their leader taken away from them and then crucified. That's intentional living. You're not a jinx, and neither is jinx. We don't believe that that is actually a thing that can happen. But when we react rather than prepare with loving intention, we set ourselves up for possible consequences. Living a constant life of love for everyone is the only way to ensure a life without fear and to take that one step closer to the perfection that we're striving for. So whether you're a Piltovian, a Firelight, or a Yordle, know that you are always welcome here at Checkpoint Church, where we're figuring out how to live to love, not live by love every single day. And hey, if you're a league player who has been behind the reviews for the show being so resoundingly positive, how about you use some of that positivity in the community of the game itself? You know, like being kind to real human beings? No? Not interested in that? Yeah, I kind of assumed. Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I so appreciate you taking time out of your day to watch these nerdy sermons. I hope that you will join us as we do these every single Sunday. If you want more of Checkpoint Church right now, we are streaming every single Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday over on Twitch. And we are on Discord every single day of the week. We are always there. We're asking questions, engaging, hanging out, and just enjoying being in one another's company. So I would encourage you to check us out there. And hey, quick question for you. Do you suffer through the toxic community of League and actually enjoy playing this game? Or maybe did you used to play the game, but now you've left the game? Or did Arcane kind of spark a new fire in you? Or have you just simply never played this game? I'm interested in knowing what your relationship is with this game in general, if you'd leave that down in the comments down below. As for me, I played it and got burnt out. And I don't know if I'll ever play it again, but the people of Checkpoint really want me to, so... <sighs> With that, folks, we're going to end this video as we always do with our three things we believe to be true about every single one of you, whether or not you are a League of Legends player or not, whether you enjoyed this video or not, whether you believe in God or not, no matter what, these three things do not change. Number one, we believe that God loves you, like really loves you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. That's what we're doing on Twitch and Discord and YouTube all the time. And we believe, most importantly, that you, yes, you... You matter. You're a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? 
because you are in it. Folks, until the next time that I see you, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. I hope to see you around sometime soon, whether it be this next video, next week, same time, same place, or over on our Twitch or over on our Discord. Wherever it may be, I hope that you be well. And until then, bye-bye! Is it in the TV? Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Is that a turkey? It's demon. It's demon. I thought it was a turkey. <laughs> I definitely thought it was a turkey with the arms. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>